Okay, hello. Welcome back to Drinks First Cocktail Hour. Today we have a guest. She is seasoned and has all of the tea from all of the men, um, which is why she's a perfect guest to be on Drinks First. But I will let her introduce herself. So Mindy, do you mind just telling us where you are from, where in New York you live now, which I know is a a hard question. It's a loaded question. Um, And just like how old you are, what do you do? Yeah, so I am a Scorpio. I am from uh, suburbs of Detroit and then Chicago um, and landed in New York about six years ago. Um, and now I'm a bit nomadic temporarily and trying to embrace that. Um, I escaped to Miami like you back in January and I just kept extending it. So no offense to New York cause I really miss it and I'm coming back. Um, so I, I'll be back the end of May. And, um, as far as what, oh, the other questions. Oh, um, and Mailroom, we've been doing this for about a year and a half now. We launched on Valentine's Day of last year. Well, one, can you tell us a little bit about what Mailroom is and how it came to be? Sure. So basically, Mailroom was my quest to recreate conversations I was having with my guy friends about dating and relationships. And they were just too funny to not share them with the sisterhood. So the idea was just like, I want to sit down with all different types of guys as anti-experts and just understand where they're coming from because we're confused and it's kind of funny and it's kind of not. And so um, I've had this idea for years and then finally I just decided it. I have to do it. It's too good not to do it. And, um, and so I think it's just helpful to get that kind of content out there. And, and, and we say like a lot of the women that listen to us, we call selectively unattached. So they're not like angry with a bunch of cats and they're not like eternally single and just traveling with their friends and that's all they need. But they're somewhere in the middle where they're, they're not settling and they're holding out and they're just trying to like understand this strange species of men. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think most of my listeners can relate to that as well. I know I can definitely relate to that. And that's like, you know, partially why I started this as well is to understand, you know, how yeah. other people are going through their dating journeys and lives. Mm-hmm. So you personally, you were in the corporate world or for a while and now you started your own thing. Can you give us a little background on your Mm -hmm. career history? Sure. Yeah. So I have a very corporate background and I started early days with Ford and Nissan um, on the marketing side and then morphed more into like sales and digital and and tech. And I worked for Microsoft for many years, but nights and weekends, um, I had a show with the Chicago Sun-Times when I lived there, which was called Happy Hour with Mindy and I would sit up at the bar with like athletes, musicians, founders, and just talk to them over drinks very casually and unscripted. Um, and I had zero background in that. I just thought it would be really interesting to sit down and talk to really interesting people and, and kind of see what the thread is and what they were like growing up or what they were even like in college and not really asking too many of um, the business forecasting kind of questions, but more just about who they are and how they got there. Um, and so I loved doing that. And so over time I kept doing more corporate 
jobs and kept thinking about this idea. Um, and then more recently, I started a VR AR company, so virtual reality, augmented reality. Um, and we ended up getting acquired almost three years ago. So I, I'm working for that company by day. And then nights and weekends, I launched Mailroom. And I've learned a ton. I mean, it, in its essence, it's a podcast. It's also a video series. And it's an event series. So we've done events at Soho House and um, different venues. But more importantly, for everyone else listening, I, I've started a lot of these things from nothing and, and not having a background in any of these areas. And so I kind of have this, this like one year rule. Where I'll try anything for a year. So like the VRAR company, not my background, but um, new enough um, from coming from Microsoft to start something and had the network. And so I just did it. And I just, it was a roller coaster, but throughout it was that one year time frame to test it. And similar, similar to Mailroom, I've had this idea and finally just like took some steps and initial steps were just like, all right, who would be three interesting guys to put together that are really different from each other? All right. So you were talking a little bit about the three kinds of guys that you have yeah. on your show and that you typecast. So what are these roles that you're trying to fill? Sure. So I liken myself to be an unintentional um, expert in this, just from many years of market research of being single. Um, me and my friends, we call it the man scan. So you can walk into any room and basically sort of pick out like, oh, that's the smooth sort of douchey guy. Oh, maybe that's the nice guy. That's his friend. Or, you know, sometimes even guys have their own roles. Like, the one guy comes up and says like, oh, is my friend bothering you? Um, so that's like usually like the sensitive guy. So, um, and then you have like the hipster. So generally it's like trying to pick one of each one of these types and put them together amongst two others. And then you have like real different perspectives. And do you mix like celebrities with normal people on your panels? Yes, exactly. So we'll have like, one celebrity of some sort, whether that's an athlete or a guy from The Bachelor. And then we want like everyday guys mixed in too. So we, we try to get a good varietal of, of gentlemen. And where do you see like the real perspective shift between like the celebrity and the normal dude? So it's interesting. The celebrity is typically more media trained. So they're like saying all the right things. And so it takes like a little bit of digging. So like we have one segment called text translations where we have women submit their texts and guys will translate them and give advice. And so I find sometimes when it's like more real that the guys will get more real and they have like a good banter together too. So I'm just sort of like, I'm facilitating and I'm asking the questions that we want to know, but sometimes the guys will like out each other as they're like, you know, growing out together. And that's also like the fun of it. So I think, in the beginning, sometimes it's like best behavior and, and no one's like made to look bad. It's all like funny and it's, it's real. So that's what we try to capture. So have you, like, what have you learned like from these men? And I feel like that's a, yeah. that's a broad question. Well, you know what? I get that question a lot and I found it's like pretty mm -hmm. easy to hone in. And also when I tell guys that I do this kind of show, some of them, like they want to watch it to see what other guys say. But they're pretty much like, guys are really simple. They're like three things, uh, sports, sex, and what's the other one? I forgot already. Um, and some guys don't like sports. But 
just like general guy stuff, it seems to be like, they think that guys are very simple. And so to me, the biggest takeaway, even just like being in the field as I am, it's just like, it should be simple. Like if a guy's giving you mixed messages, there's the message, like you're not in the same place or he's not, you know, maybe as interested as you are. And if it's vague, it might be for a reason. Um, so, you know, guys are like action before words. And I think we like as females, like we cling to the words like, oh, during the first date, he's already planning all the fun things for the next day. Like, obviously it's on and then you don't hear anything. And, um, I mean, I don't know if we believe this. Some of these guys say like, you know, sometimes in the moment I'm, I feel it, but then after it's like, oh, she's too serious or, oh, so I don't know that we're saying that these guys are like fraudulent during the act of a date. But the fact is, if you as a woman don't do anything, the guy will show you if he's interested or not. And so that's like, I think that's a great tactic is just like, let the guy show you if he's interested. And the more you kind of chase, the more you can't really like read between the lines. But um, so guys are just basically like, we're simple creatures. Actions speak louder than words. You know, there's all these rules. Like one guy talks about like the 24 hour rule. Like I will find the time if I'm excited enough about someone. Um, you know, we always have our phones. So there's exceptions. There's like, you know, someone's in the hospital. Great. But like that sort of feels like one of the only real exceptions these days. Yeah. And also I feel like when you're in the hospital, you usually have your phone. <laughs> <laughs> True. Like, hey, I'm on my deathbed. But I just wanted to tell you I had a great time. Um, if I make it through, you're like my first call. Yeah, it's true. Okay, I take that back. So there's no excuse, hospital or not. That, so I think it's really interesting that you say that like guys will make it clear if they like you. And it yeah. goes back to that, like, if he wanted to, he would, which I mm -hmm. think to some people is a controversial statement. But I, I think I am in the camp that thinks that's pretty much true. But yeah, who I, would it be? Who is it more controversial to guys or girls? Do you think like if they wanted to? Oh, to girls. Yeah. Well, that's because we, we have the hope, you know what yeah. I mean? Like not to discount anyone because I've done all the things. Um, and I can't say that even after sometimes hearing this advice, I'm like in the mo I'm so doing that. And then you get caught up in like actual emotion. So it's not always that easy. But I think like if truly this like very elusive species is that simple. Um, it's up to us to just like move a little faster and just like, you know, like there are a lot of options, even if you're in a city where the ratio is not in your favor. I still think like, if you know what you have to offer and you're not getting, and you're not getting what you want in return, just move on. And that seems to come up a lot with these guys as well. And also just like one thing they say is like, this is a bit generic, but like in being yourself, if you do want something serious, you will, and you say it, you will scare away all the right guys. Right. So like the slow play of like, you know, months of like, let's just get to know each other. I think that's great. Um, but what we've talked about in some of the episodes is like, um, in doing that, in months from now, if what you want is a real long term relationship and they, are working through some things or they're younger or whatever it is, like that may not change. So if that scares someone off, then maybe you're like actually scaring away the right talent, you know? 
so this brings up an interesting question because uh, it's advice that I hear put out by, you know, quote unquote dating experts. Uh, and in my opinion, no one is really a dating expert because right. if you were an expert, you're probably not single. Right. And, it, <laughs> and, and if, if you're, you're married, single, yeah, then like you're, you're out of the married. game. Yeah. You're not in the trenches. So I don't like saying that anybody is really an yeah. expert at dating, but this this conundrum has come up a few times, which is if you go on a date with a guy and sure, let's say he pays for it, the next day, do you text him saying thank you? Okay, so I love that one because I've had this this discussion with my friends for years. And I say no. And here's why. It's like a nice thing. And I will thank you after you reach out. I, I'm very grateful for the date and I'm grateful that you um, paid for it. But if we go back to that same idea of like letting the guy show you, um, I think it's great if a guy's excited enough and hopefully, you know, you, you and others have seen this, like sometimes a guy will text that night and be like, hey, had a great time. Like That's a good sign. Or hey, in the morning. And then I'm so happy to respond back. Like, likewise or thanks so much like and thanks for dinner or like that's fine but I think some friends of mine don't be mad um if you're listening like some friends of mine are like no um I just do that it's the nice thing to do but in doing that you're not able to see if the guy's interested because any guy who's human and normal will write back no problem. I had a great time getting to know you and then we take that and say like oh it's on like oh this guy's so into it so just like I would say, just like let the guy show you and then do your thing from there. Because otherwise, like we just we get the expectations going and I know that firsthand. Do you think it's a double standard, though, for like maybe the guy is sitting by his phone being like, why didn't the girl text me that it was a good time? <laughs> like, I mean, that happens, or is that something that's made up in in the female mind? I think guys want to chase at any age in any generation, like our parents, my like friends that are younger, like I just, um, I think a girl can like take the reins for sure. But if you just want to like protect yourself a little bit more, how about this? If you're like in a great headspace and you're dating a lot of people and you're just like, Hey, I had a great time. And you're not like attached to the outcome. Go for it. Like, why not? But if you really want to see just like, I think guys want to be guys at some, to some extent. And um, I would personally rather be like chase than be chasing someone. And so that's just my opinion. And just to your point too, like I'm an anti-expert and so is everyone on the show. So the funny thing is like, like you said, it's hard to say you're a dating expert because if you are out of the game, great, you've achieved something, but then you're like, you're kind of out of touch with dating like present current day. And if you're single, you know, it's hard to say that you're also an expert because if the goal is meeting someone and you haven't, then you're giving advice. So what I love is just like, I'm just giving my opinion. These guys are giving their opinion and people can take from it, you know, what, what they want. Yeah, totally. Well, I think it brings up a good point, right? Like dating presently is, an insane endeavor, especially now that we are quote unquote, you know, post pandemic or we're getting close to the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't know when this will air, hopefully in better, <laughs> better circumstances. Um, 
but what do you see now like in terms of dating and I think you and I are in a special position because we're in Miami where COVID doesn't exist for some right. reason. Right. <laughs> Isn't that so crazy? <laughs> it is bizarre. And yes, for sure. And so I feel like we've gotten yeah. a jump start on like what life will be like in New York in, yeah. you know, come this summer, come yeah. fall. What what are you seeing? What do you do you see a shift in people's behavior? Do you see a yeah. shift in your behavior? Yes, definitely. I think there's going to be two types of people. I think there's going to be like the uncaged animals that are just like, I need to like make up for lost time. Anyone in sight is like a victim in a like chasing way or like anything's fair game. And I just like need human interaction. And then I think the other side will be people that are like longing for companionship that they didn't have. And And I think I'm hoping, and I think I'm seeing this like a little bit more that there's like better communication of people approaching it like, hey, um, what are you actually looking for? Um, And I think that's really nice. I think it's like, if people are just like a little more sensitive, I think a lot of times with how things have been in COVID and even pre-COVID, when you meet people in all these different ways through technology, it's like everyone's a stranger. So you can go in and out of communication. You can just ghost, but you don't feel bad because you didn't really know them. Or you could be interested in, you know, a few texts or um, like good banter and then someone like drops. So I think um, hopefully people can just be a little bit kinder and just like, I, I don't know what that is actually. So again, the non-expert in me is like, well, it's very difficult to say to someone like, you're amazing, but you're just not amazing for me. Um, and I guess that's nicer than just a fade out. Um, and I think there's a difference between like fading out and then purely ghosting. So I think it just, to answer your question, I think it's going to be like uncaged animals, um, people looking for more companionship, and then hopefully people just communicating more and just being like a little nicer. Well, how has it been personally for you this past year compared to before? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, as far as dating goes, so yeah, I was like a born again, um, non-dating COVID person for many months. Um, and funny enough, like you definitely, I definitely would have um, some like long lost dates, you know, uh, resurface with like a, Hey stranger or some of those, which, you know, I think people were like longing for attention. So, um, some of those were like nice to hear some whatever, but, um, so I think there were like, there was that, but then there were also some, a lot of dating apps that had these like virtual, um, dates. I sort of found that like kind of interesting, Um, so we started this thing called mailroom Mondays and, um, we just felt like all these people wanted to connect whether they were really wanting to date or not. There were just all these people that were like lonely at home. So we would match people and do like these virtual speed dates. And that was really fun. And the people were like, I think they were, some of them were good matches and some were just like people talking about how they were holding up. And I think that was like something that we, we saw that we thought was really interesting, um, on a personal level, I think um, virtual dates are are good, but I would like definitely put an end time to them, like sh- because then you could get stuck. And there were I there were a couple of people that were so nice, but like 
you know, just not exactly like the fit. So, but then you're just like kind of stuck talking. And so I think like that was another thing. And then coming out and then I actually did like a few like park bench dates in New York, which I thought were like cute. It reminded me of like old fashioned, like all you're doing is just getting to know someone and then you're talking on the phone. And so I actually loved some of those aspects of it. And then here in Miami, it's like you said, it's, I think like for us, I think we were doing a lot outside and there were a lot more options and people were just more active, like even setups, which I think are also a whole other great avenue. Um, And so even just like meeting people through friends, dinners and things like that. So um, for me, it's been a mix of like highs and lows of, um, you know, being single in the pandemic is, is definitely heavy at times. And I think it's a good time to reset and also think of like some of your patterns, like, wow, why was I doing that? And if I really want this, why am I dating that? You know, and not that there's anything wrong with these various types because you can have just fun or you learn from them. But I think um, for me, it was like a good time to reassess and kind of look at like, all right, when I'm back in the game, like, what am I doing and not doing? And even like from the show, one thing I'm not doing is like any gray area. If you're telling me, like you're asking me out and you're asking me what day works and I give you a day and then you kind of throw back like a, maybe you know, that's, that sounds, that should work. And it's kind of like, nope, you need the time and the place. And you, and if it's someone, you know, I think there's a lot of that, like not quite flaky, but not quite committal gray area. So for me personally, that's like one of my lessons is like, all right, if we have the plan, I'm in. If it's like kind of not quite confirmed, then I'm not interested. You know, so I think it's just taking more ownership of your time and your energy of like who you are giving the time of day. And when you do that, it's like not only empowering, but it's also like you're taking charge. You're more in control of your dating life than someone else dictating if they're weaving in and out of interest. Yeah, and I also, I personally think that people need to, like, post or even during, like, it's always good to be a busy person. Like, Mm -hmm. if you are somebody who has stuff going on for you, like, naturally, I think it will, like, you don't deal with those sort of gray areas more because you're like, okay, well, I have dinner plans after this drink state, or I have plans this weekend, but why don't we do something next Mm -hmm. week? Yeah. I think too, like some of us, even like as New Yorkers, like when you, if you look at like the landscape, right. Or the manscape, we could say, but if you look at the landscape (laughs) as like, sorry, that was really bad, but it felt right at the moment. Um, If you look at like just the landscape of New York and you're like, wait a minute. Okay. So if I'm single and the ratio of men at some point was like five to one, I don't know what COVID has done, but like five women to each man. Okay. So if you're just doing the math and you're coming from like that place of lack, then you're saying like, okay, so that's kind of strike one strike two, like, you know, who's straight. Right. And like, okay, that's another pool. And then like an age range. Okay. That's something else. So like, obviously um, the selection becomes like a bit smaller. And one of the topics for one of our shows is like, how can you demand what you want when supply is low? So, um, I think when you come from this like mindset of this like place of lack, then you're kind of like, you're giving someone, you're cutting them a little more slack. Cause you're like, well, 
this guy is like in his thirties and he's like seemingly nice and interesting and he's hot. And like, so like, when's the next time that's going to come along? And so when that guy like does some like questionable things in the beginning, you're just like giving him more room. And then your values are like slowly changing a little bit. And so that's where I think it's like, you know what, if we just like twist the the store, like the plot line a little bit, the plot twist, and we just say like, okay, you know what? Sure. That's like kind of what we're up against, but like, there's a lot that can happen. There's not just, it's not just purely like an odds game. There's like, if you believe in like serendipity and meeting people and like, who knows what COVID's changed. And, and I think if you just can change that a bit to like owning your, your dating versus like cutting slack where it may not make sense because you're thinking that the odds are against you, then you might have different results. Do you think that like, that sort of filtering down of what you're looking for is a good thing or a bad thing? I would, I don't, I think like knowing what you're looking for in a short list with like a value system is key. I think like it can be dangerous when you go into like exact height, hair color. Um, you know, if religion is important to you, great. If you want to share that with someone, I get that. If, you want to have a certain lifestyle, a certain type of family. Those are values, right? So I think like there shouldn't be room for flexibility if you're not a match in those in those cases. But I think um, you know, for me, I, I think I always thought like outgoing is really important because I want to have fun and I want like the fun husband and I want and so there's that. But like what comes with a really outgoing, attractive guy are certain qualities that would not fit other values that I have potentially like loyalty or, you know, so it's like actually maybe in being open to like a guy that isn't totally introverted and like hiding in a corner, but someone in the middle who can like flow in and out of both in different situations could be really interesting for someone like me. Um, And so I think it's like having a short list, but being open and also like, going on feeling too. Cause a lot of times we just like over plan. Um, so yeah, I think like chemistry and a short list is a good combo coming from a non-expert. I repeat. <laughs> Are you on any dating apps? Well, fellas, you can find me on, I'm just kidding. Um, so I am, I do like apps light and then I go in and out of like I'm never gonna go on apps and I delete them or I like just give myself a cleanse and then I'm back on it's because I want to be open but I don't want to like look for it so hard and I do believe that Mm -hmm. like setups are ideal and just meeting someone in real life where you can see like in a natural habitat like how are you with your friends how are you with my friends and I love that so because we can't have that and if we want to be efficient, I am currently on Raya. I'm on um, I'm on a couple other ones. I find they each sort of have their own um, personality and types of inventory. So, um, you know, it's all part of the job. <laughs> I would love to hear what you think uh, each personality, each dating app has. Okay. So I have, I'm on four. Um, off and on, of course, don't judge. Um, but, 
And I think some people say like, oh, this one is the hookup app and this, that I don't subscribe to just cause like, you don't really know who's on there. It might be like a generalization, like someone got married from hinge, but someone like hooked up on Bumble or, you know, it's like, I think they're all, it's all relative to like, again, the inventory. Okay. So Raya, I think is like, it's, it's like sort of um, certain days it's like exciting and there's like interesting people on there, obviously. And there's celebrities and like, if that's your thing. Um, but I do see a lot of like 40 year old DJs, like that kind of thing. A lot of tattoos, a lot of like overdone photos. So for me, like I, some of it's comical to be honest. Some of it is like hot and interesting. And, um, I've also like peaked. So there's like, um, there's a, a field where you can like be, uh, like find like work collaborations or something. So at one point when we were doing casting, I was like, just looking. So it brings up like men and women. So I saw like the girls on there and I was like, Oh, no wonder. Like the girls are like tens models. So like, it depends on what you're looking for. If you want like a hot fun time with a, like a good looking guy or like a celebrity, if you have that checklist, like you want to take that off, like a, um, a bucket list kind of thing with a celebrity, then I think it's great. There might be like a wild card in there. So I don't want to discount anyone from, from it, but like that one seems like a bit far-fetched to me. Then there's like, Hinge, I don't know. People say that they do really well on it. I have like, I have really weird people on that one that I'm served up. So there's again, like one in every hundred seemingly like normal. And then there's like a plumber an electrician and like a, but I don't know. It just no offense to that, but like, you know, just not quite like the same type of, of people. Then Bumble, I feel like it's pretty good. Except Bumble in Miami is like, muscles I'm you know coming from New York I'm not used to like tan muscular like guys on like hoods of cars I don't know so like that's a learning curve if even I'm running um and then but then there's like a couple normal guys mixed in there so um so I think it's like I think it's a total like experiment I think when you're in the right headspace like jump on and explore when you're not when you're like, oh my God, is my person on here? Like that's to be like the danger zone. Cause then you get like the excitement, potential disappointment. And a lot is like riding on a match and or like communication. Um, so yeah. Do you think that there are like, do you think on dating apps, it pays to pay? I think if you want to be more efficient, like I normally don't, but I, one day I was like, you know what? Like, let me just see. There's like boosters and there's like, um, oh, I actually did because there was one guy on Bumble. He expired or no, he was expiring in like exactly an hour. And I was like, oh my God, like I, this, like this guy, he's great. I don't want him to expire. Like, what do I do? I think I can like extend it. So I, this literally happened like the other day, I jump on and I pay like whatever it is. Like this guy is a gem, age appropriate, like cute, seemingly like charming. I don't know. And then, um, I get the, the, like, I don't know what it is, $30 a month or something. And then I go in and I'm Googling, like I'm on my way to a meeting. Um, and so I'm like, the clock is ticking. I'm like, how do I extend the match? And it turns out that you can't on the other end, which does make sense. Like, 
if they don't within 24 hours. So um, then you can see who likes you, which if you need an ego boost, sounds good. But then when you see some of the people, you're just like, oh, is that where I am in life? Like this guy is like eight beers and he's like has a stain on his shirt and he's still like sprawled in front of this weird car. Like, and then you go into a spiral and it can be worse. So, oh, and by the way, good news with like, I think it's literally like 12 minutes to spare. That guy reached out on Bumble. So I got the oh, membership. Amazing. I know, I know. So I didn't even need to extend. Um, so to answer your question, I think like, you know what else you can do? I think you can like extend for like a month and then cancel it. Like just see what headspace you're in. If you want to be efficient, I think there's like go all in maybe. But if you possibly like looking when I don't think you really need it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's interesting because this is the first time in my life I've considered paying for a dating app. I mean, I've been on Tinder since I was 16. So <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like, I've never had to. And I feel like for a lot of women, it's like, you don't have to because you get a lot of matches. But yeah, more people that I've talked to who have tried. And I sat down with my friends and had dinner with them recently. And it was a friend of mine who had met her current boyfriend and now they live together like a whole thing very successful relationship Mm -hmm. they met on hinge and Mm -hmm. they had both been paying for it and so they are sitting there at dinner trying to convince me to pay for hinge which (laughs) I'm in the same boat as you like hinge has not been the best platform for me I feel like yeah like weirdos on Hinge. yeah yes Um, and part of me thinks that's happening now because I'm not paying. Well, um, if you think of it this way, like Hinge and all those dating apps, they're still a business, right? They want exactly. you to stay on. I think Hinge's, I don't know if you and I were talking about this, but like Hinge's um, like tagline is like, you know, created to, to be, be deleted. Delete. Yeah, like, no, it's not. Please. Because if so, like, why are you sending these like people that you, that matches that you spoke of and I've seen um, and, and by the way, like if that's their business, they want subscriptions and they want your data. And so like, yeah, I don't know. So if you're paying is the question, if you're paying, are you getting served better merchandise? Yeah, I guess. I mean, potentially let's I, do an experiment. One out, really. Okay. Let's do an experiment. Cause it's almost May. So like May 1st, let's both go on hinge together for one month and just see and what the talent looks like and pay for it. Yes. Let's subscribe for one month officially and see what happens. I would be down to do that because I also feel like it's good content. It's like yeah. pay for, you know, each app for a month and see. We could do actually- a follow-up episode of our findings. You know, we're doing it. We're doing it for everyone else. It's a selfless act. We will find out. We'll get to the bottom of this. I know. And I, I feel like I just went on a rant um, about how like, all of these dating apps are, they're capitalistic because that is, we, that's the kind of society we live in and you have to pay money to get better goods and they're a business <laughs> and they need to make money. Like it all makes sense. I've, yeah. I feel like I've talked about this before on the podcast. I am very adamant against about it, but I've never <laughs> paid. And I, oh, that's actually false. I just started paying for Locks Club. Oh um, yeah, yes. That... <laughs> Which, 
I mean, for my listeners, like, no, I'm not Jewish. Uh, I don't know if, like, I went into Locks Club thinking that I wasn't going to be very successful. Um, and it hasn't proven to be, like, that much different for me. Um, I joined it because, like, shout out one of my friends is uh, on the OG Locks Club team. So I was like, let me give this a shot. It's yeah. by no means bad. And I are you, I think you're on Locks Club as well. Wait, right? so yes. So that was my fourth one I forgot to mention. So yeah. good good honorable mention. Um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. And I think they're going to, they're starting to do events, which could be interesting to see how that goes. And, um, we can report back on that too. Yeah. That's, we, that is something else that we can report back on. So (laughs) TBD, I, I do think that events, especially this summer are going to be really, really like important and big and like people will be way more um way more willing to like come out and meet people in new ways and like be more social than just like me and my group of friends are gonna just like stick together when we go out I feel like there's gonna be a lot more intermingling so that's something to look forward to yes agreed so in have you like we we've talked about dating apps but have you ever met like a substantial relationship off of a dating app? I had a, a COVID relationship off of a dating app. Um, yeah. And it started, I actually loved how it started and the person's a great person. It just like, they need a lot of, <laughs> I think they need a couple steps to be like relationship ready and they're very in tune with that. So no offense to that person, but um, the coolest part about it was like, we went out one time on, on a park bench and it was great. And I had left for a month the next day, actually almost two months. So we talked every day for those two months and it was like so old school and it was like really nice and fun. And like, it was a great foundation, I think. Um, so we ended up, yeah, we met on an app and I think, um, that was my only like relationship from an app. Other ones have been just like a couple dates and then like, nothing that interesting. Um, but also like, it's a lot of work to actually like get to the meetup point and whether anyone agrees or not for me, like my time is very valuable, whether it's like, I'm going to spend time with friends or I'm going to work or, you know, going to work on mailroom or whatever it is. So I kind of just want to get to like happy hour. I want to have like one drink and see if it's interesting. So if there's like a bit of banter back and forth and like, or like a quick virtual chat. I have only done a handful of those. So I feel like maybe it's a little weird to just be like, can we have a virtual talk? I don't know. So what I prefer is like, if there's a bit of back and forth, whether it's banter or it's just like good conversation and they have some depth or there's like similarities in the important things. um, I'm quick to be like happy hour next week. um, Even if they don't ask, which I just only because, and I only do that for apps because I just kind of want to like be efficient and move on. And like, if you're not going to, if it's too weird to meet up or like you're non-committal, okay, next, like I'm going to delete and move on. Otherwise it's just like, it's clutter and it becomes clutter like in your headspace and like, you know, you're saving a little spot for someone that's like comes and goes. So I'm kind of big on that respect Mm -hmm. of a first time meetup of just like throw it out. And if, you know, it's that bold to someone, that's probably not my person anyway, because I think, you know, my imaginary boyfriend or partner would be like, that's cool. Like, I didn't even have to like get the balls yet. And 
Like, why not just have one drink if I'm writing this girl a, a bit, you know? Yeah, totally. So if you've only had like one relationship off of an app, how were you meeting your past like relationships? Um, in the wild, mostly. So um, just being like out and about, whether that's like being out with friends or even like, you know, um, like a networking event or um, what else? Occasionally like a setup that's warranted. Not like, oh, this person is like, single. <laughs> that's, that's it. You must meet. Um, so yeah, usually like my comfort zone, although it's probably like not everyone's comfort zone is just like in real life. Um, and through different events and just being social. What, what's like your best advice to people who like want to be that person? How, like for men or women, like yeah. how is the best way to be social, put yourself out there? I think just like go in, just say anything because it doesn't matter what the first thing is. Like it could be a little bit like safe or lame, like, Hey, um, I'm Mindy or Hey, like I told, I try to like make fun of someone. And again, maybe my approach is not like spot on, but like some of my past things have been like, <laughs> I did confess this before um, so I'll just do it again. But like, sometimes I would purposely bump into someone not too hard, but just sort of like a, an arm check, like, Oh, sorry about that or whatever. And then the person could be like, Oh, no worries. Like, what are you drinking? Or, you know, whatever that's played out. Well, um, that's like the ones that like, you're not sure what to say in the moment. You just like need something fast. So just like a quick hip check. Um, but not too hard. Um, also, uh, mm-hmm. like if there's two guys, that we're standing next to each other and they don't look alike at all. This was like by default. This is not like a, I don't have like my go-to lines. I just, whatever I'm inspired by in the moment. So that one could be like, Oh, are you guys twins? Like one guy's like five, five and the other guy's like six, four. And then they'll laugh. Oh, oh Hey, I'm Jed. Or like, oh. you know, so, or even just like, Hey, what are you, what are you drinking? Or like, I just, anything or just, hi, how's your night? Like, I just think that people, spend too much time and energy thinking of like the perfect one liner. And also like, I sometimes worry, like, is that someone's boyfriend? Like, what if he's like going out to the bar, like getting his girlfriend a drink and not. So I don't like say anything that's like questionable. I might just be like, Hey, how's it going? Or like, how's your night? And if the person is like, you know, or what's more embarrassing is if they're not straight, you know, and like you're, they're just like, um, not at all in your camp you're barking so, up the wrong tree yeah you're like hey because they're like so well dressed and you're like oh my god your shoes are amazing and then you come to realize like maybe they're your new friend but they're definitely not interested in your kind so um I just yeah. think like even if you're not social just say like hey how's your night I think that's like that could go any way that could be your like new guy friend if there's not chemistry But the worst thing you can do, I think, and I've done this before, is, like, I'll see someone, like, you know, I think eye contact is great. So, like, if I see someone and there's, like, eye contact and, like, oh, like, is he going to come over? Like, I would rather the guy come over. But if I'm about to leave and he hasn't, Mm -hmm. I'm all, like, I've come to see over time that the regret of wondering, like, oh, my God, was that, like, my person and I didn't say anything? And, like, that, like, that's so my type. And then the, I think the vibe was there. So, in that case, like, just go up and be like, hey, I'm leaving. Just wanted to say hi. Like, that's a little bold. So, like, if that's not 
quite in your nature. I think it's just like, a, hey, see where it goes. Because I think it's worse to not say anything and wonder and just push yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit than like just, yeah. you know, meeting your person or, or a new friend. Well, this is a question I forgot to ask you and I asked this question to yeah. everybody. Where, where do you like to go out and where do you like to eat in the city? What are your, like some of your spots? Okay. So in, in New York, right? Not Miami. Mm -hmm. Not Miami in New York. <laughs> okay. So I'm sort of, I liken myself to be like a mid maintenance kind of girl. So I can go like, I like to like go big or I also like a dive bar or like a slice from, um, I had this pizza place open next to where I used to live. That was 24 hours. That was very dangerous. That became one of my favorites. Um, and then, um, I'm trying to remember, oh my God, I'm rusty because it's been a little bit since I've been in New York. Um, okay. So also like breakfast is a big, I should call it late breakfast, like lunch, um, brunch, I guess. Um, so, um, I love, oh my God, what's it called? Um, okay. Can I give you hints and you can help me think of it? West Village. Yes. Um, I think it starts with a B. Um, Bouvet. Yes. Girl. <laughs> Yes. That, right yes. here. <laughs> oh my God. I was just like, I, I think it's a B. So Bouvet, yes. They have like this like mushroom situation. I'm not a vegetarian, by the way, but there's like this like breakfast thing that like, anyway, that's a great one. <laughs> um, um, what else do I like? Okay. So um, sushi, big fan. Um and where's the place that has the, um, oh my God, I am literally brain dead with this. Okay. Where's the place that has like the tastings, like the little trays and you put Kazu it in Nori, the, yep. like the hand rolls. <laughs> oh, okay. So yes, that's one of them. But there's another place, um, that has like the trays and it's like all the different kinds of sushi. Sugar fish. You're close. I'm going to, okay. I'll get back to you on it. It's like, um. It's a sampling of all different types. And hmm. um, Sushi okay, I'll get back to you on that. I feel like there's a lot of like omakase yeah. places that probably do that. Yeah, it is omakase, but it's like in little like rows. Okay, that's definitely not helping. Okay, I'm getting back to you on that. Okay. Um, okay. What about like nightlife? Where, where were like the, your usual haunts? If so, yeah. So like what I love about New York the most is like, I, I try to do different things constantly in different neighborhoods. So like I could, I mean, I say Soho house because like, I love the fact that you could go to Dumbo house and that's like one type of experience. And then Ludlow house is different. And what I love about it is I just meet a lot of great people there. So it's not like saying Soho House just to be like, oh, you know, it's the best place ever. But it really is just like awesome people and different vibes in each house. So like I I love doing like long dinners with friends and new friends. Um, um, where else? Okay. Um, and then like one night we could end up at like Spring Lounge, which is a questionable move. But just like beers at the bar um and then like lower east side and brooklyn like so yeah i mean 
I'll have to get back to you on like my cheers. I, I'm clearly I'm rusty after being gone for a very long time. Um, but yeah, I'll send I you know, my favorite we're about side. to go back. Totally. And even just like being outside, like all these bars between like um, West Village and um, what other neighborhoods before I left was I seeing like a lot of activity. Um, Chelsea, Lower East, like I think there's so many outdoor bars and like day drinking to just meet people. I think like nightlife coming back um, will be a bit slow, but I think like some sort of hybrid for the summer will be there. And then hopefully things will open up as things get better. We end every segment with a section called shots and it's just rapid fire. This or that questions. Okay. You ready? Okay. Bring it. All right. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Work hard or play hard? Both. Sorry, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Dine out or delivery? Dine out. Laundry or dishes? Um, I can do both. TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. Money or fame? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go money. Coffee date or drinks date? Drinks date. Drinks first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's right on point with your branding. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite season? Fall. Uh, I kind of like spring now too. I'm going to I'm going to go fall though. What would you rate yourself out of 10? Uh 12. <laughs> what is your okay. drink of choice? Okay, so I get made fun of a lot for this. Okay, I'm going to give you two. The safe okay. bet I do is Casamigos Blanco and soda. Um, the one I get made of made fun of often, but I'm okay with because it's that good. Is like for certain occasions, I like um, a Bailey's and coffee. You know, like by the mm. fire or like a cold night, and everyone makes fun of me, and then they ask for a sip, and then they get it. <laughs> if you had a boat, what would you name it? Um, mm, ladies first. Can you tell my listeners where to find you? Yes, I would love to. So on Instagram, we are Mailroom Official. And Mailroom spelled M-A-L-E. Get it? Um, so Mailroom Official. And then we are on YouTube on our Mailroom page and on um, Spotify and iTunes for our podcast. Amazing. Thank you so yeah. much for being on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 